Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in. It's me, Chris Ang. Yes, this is Seek the Podcast. Podcast. Where we talk to students at Lehman College and everybody at Lehman College about their lives. So, my special guest, I've had the um, privilege of talking with this person over the past couple months and getting to know her, and uh, she's taught me a lot and I hope that I've helped her in some small way but I've been getting an education on on being a counselor and everything and she's been kind enough to come in and give me her time. She is a poet. She's into dance. She is into psychology. She's driven. She's powerful. She's motivated. Mariani Ramirez everybody. Hi how are you guys? Thank you so much for being on the pod. Of course of course. How are things going? Everything's pretty good and solid at the moment. Um, had a conversation with my professor before this, and she was pretty helpful. I have a midterm to do by 5 o'clock today, and basically because everything that I've been going through, um, I asked for an extension, and she totally understood um, because of, you know, culture and all that. She's pretty big on that. So basically, I am Dominican, and she's also Dominican, so she understands, like, the kind of culture where our parents go through, mm-hmm. like with all the abusement and like the, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like basically a way how men perceive women to be um, less than and mm. like where their sons like get all the privileges and the the females just, you know, have to be ladies and all that. So she understood what was going through and yeah, she gave me the extension. So that's been something that you've had to deal with your whole life. Yeah. Like, my little brother, even though he's 11 and I'm 19, mm-hmm. um, he still gets every anything he wants. Mm-hmm. So I got my first phone, like, my first official phone when I was, like, 16, 15. And then my brother was told that he's getting his phone this year because his birthday's in October. Um, and he's turning 12. So mm-hmm. that's kind of unfair. And how are you maneuvering through this cultural dynamic and creating space for yourself basically i have another younger sister um she's 15 and so basically all we do when we hear those kind of stuff is that we just look at each other and we're just like it's whatever in the future we're gonna have a space for ourselves and Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a space where we can just do what we want and live the way we want is it different in the dominican republic than it is here Yes. Well, not really, because I grew up in that Dominican culture, uh-huh. but I've also, like, stepped out of my culture and into, like, the American way, per se. You put that um, in quotes for yeah. the listener. Usually, so in Dominican Republic, how it's, like, perceived, it's that the woman always has to cook for the male, always has to, like, have the plate done by the time the male comes home from work, and the woman has to do anything that the male says. If the woman does something that the male doesn't like, then it's okay for the man to lash out. Mm. And when a woman tries to take her place and tries to become independent, it's like her stepping out of the culture's comfort zone. And usually, like, women can't really, like, go out to work um, in traditional spaces. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays it's kind of changing, but because like generations are like passing down, like that's what our parents usually know and that's what they're trying to teach us. But because like people like me who have immigrant parents but are growing up here, we know the difference mm-hmm. because we grew up in here in America. And so we're learning that women also have a space just like men because we're equal. And what you said before, like I have taken like psychology classes and it's taken a toll on women, but we're learning day by day that we also have a place here that matters. Like we can go to work. Um, We can also be the one who come home and expect the plate, which is not right, but we can be just like men. And I'm not saying like masculine, but I'm also saying like in rights, like how we've grown to have votes, um, how we can wear pants instead of just wearing, you know, heels and a skirt and so forth. By the time I was like probably seven, I knew how to do things. Like I knew how to um, cook like little things like making eggs or making jello and just doing what a typical lady should do. Yeah. And should learn while my brother is over here getting off the hook for any little thing that he does. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that he can just disrespect me and also my sister. But he's the youngest. He should learn how to not only respect, but also like to acknowledge in the parts where he's doing wrong. But for any little thing, it's always my sister's and I's responsibility to take care of things instead of my brother which I feel like it's unfair and I'm trying to change it in my household. But because I am not the parents, like there's not really much I can do because I'm always penalized for saying something to my brother. That sounds hard. Yeah. So the conversation with your professor was about Mm -hmm. how... She understood um, where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. And she also said that after I stopped taking her class, we can like potentially become friends and her tell me the stories of like when she was growing up and when Mm -hmm. she was in grad school, Mm -hmm. um, which I really enjoyed because I've never spoken to anyone with the same um, background and like stories that I have. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. And also because like, it's not only the masochist like behaviors that men have in the Dominican or Hispanic culture in general, it's also like being abusive. So Back in um, my country, in Dominican Republic, it's normal for parents to hit their kids. And especially, like, if you go to school back then, I don't know about now, but if you do something wrong, the teacher can hit you with a ruler in your hand. Mm-hmm. And um, after you, when you came back home, your parents probably get spanked you too. And that was also dragged here to the Americas. So my parents used to do it. And she understood that, too. So with everything going on with my parents and what they went through with their parents, they just carried on to my childhood. Mm -hmm. And because of all that, like, it's taking a toll on me to, like, focus on school. So that's what I told her about. Like, I told her that it's not only in her classes. It's, like, the majority of my classes. Mm -hmm. And she understood. Yeah. So I'm very much appreciative. Yeah. We've talked a lot about how um, things at home have been getting in the way of what you want to do. Yeah. And, and what is it, for the listener, What what is it that you're trying to do right now? Well, currently, I'm trying to pass my classes. 
I'm trying to raise enough money for my school tuition. I'm also trying to move out and I'm just trying to get into a stable place where I have enough money for my savings account and also my checkings account and I no longer want to live paycheck by paycheck. Like yeah. I want to be able to thrive on my own terms. And I'm not saying that I just stop listening to my parents because they're always going to be my parents, but they have to learn how to let go because I'm already 19. Like mm -hmm. I have a life to make for myself. And I feel like I should have at least a little bit of freedom to be able to do what I want. Currently, I'm working two days a week. So I work Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays, I work for five hours and Saturdays, I work for eight hours. So usually Fridays, I work like late at night and I get out of like work like around 1030. And on Saturdays, I go to work really early and come out around three. The rest of the week, Monday through Friday, I go to school. And usually I come out early, but Mondays and Thursdays, I usually like go to the gym or do anything that can just keep me out of the house. Mm -hmm. So right now, I don't feel balanced, but when I do feel balanced, it's mostly when I just get paid and I put some money in my savings account and like I just finished my homework so I feel good like mm -hmm. for an example um this weekend because I went out with my boyfriend and my sister mm -hmm. I made sure that I cleaned my room that I had my work done for school because I had a paper due today which I finished so I felt pretty good and then I was able to relax and just have time for myself which I felt that I should do more often so that I can feel more relaxed every day instead of being stressed. How are classes going right now? They're not going well, to be honest. Um, mm. It's like some days are off, some days are on, um, and it depends which class. Mm -hmm. So I have like classes online, um, which is just one, which is going great. Classes like in person, they're just hard to sometimes even attend. Like I always go to class, mm -hmm. but there's just days where because of my mom and her stubbornness, like, I'm just like, I just get lazy and I'm just like, do I ever want to go to class? But I always try to push myself to go to class because as my teacher said, it's better to take yourself away from the situation than being in the situation and still being stressed. So at least coming to school is giving me a way out of my house so that I can think about something else. And in my class, at least one of them, 20% of your grade is just being there present in class. Mm -hmm. So that gives you leverage other than not going to class and not doing your work. So that, that's usually what I do. So the online class you said is going really well? Yeah. I feel like it's going well because it's, it's based on a college and career readiness. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a class that prepares me for after college. So today I have that class and it's at six from six to eight. And it focuses on today specifically, it's a mock interview with like um, big companies like um, Google, Spotify, so forth, so on. Mm -hmm. And the homeworks is very straightforward. Like they present it to you, um, not on Blackboard, but on Canvas, which is a separate platform that they use. And everything is there. Mm -hmm. And it says the dates, when it's due, the grade, and everything is stated for you very quickly. Like, you don't have to wait for a teacher to grade it. Mm -hmm. Like, everything is just self-graded, self self-assigned. 
and that's the only class that I have have that rubric like so for every other class like I have to wait for a teacher um to get back to me or usually like some of my teachers don't even use blackboard because mm. they don't like it so everything's either on paper or I have to memorize it from class and that's really hard for me because usually my mind is somewhere else so the four other classes yeah the homework and the tests are difficult yeah I feel like they're more difficult because it requires me to think mm. and I'm not saying that because like I'm lazy and I don't want to think it's just that like I said before, I'm usually thinking about other things that I have to do. Because back when I was a senior, like my hand was being held by my teachers and I was given extensions. And um, like I did do it, but now it's different because I don't have like a, someone just telling me like, oh, you got to do this, you, you got to do this by this day. And it's usually things on my own. And because now that I'm like an adult and I'm in college, like me trying to save money and you know just just trying to make a living for myself that's what takes me away from actually being present in class like it's like i'm in class but i'm not because like my head is somewhere else where's your head at it's usually at home like um i'm just thinking about like things with my mom like what i gotta do next like after i come home or like um how can i get more money how can i get an internship like, usually my focus is always on how how I can just move out because I feel like my priority right now is to move out so that I can have the liberty to be myself mm -hmm. and to give my 100% in school. I've been giving thought to, like, dropping out and just, like, working, like, a lot of hours while also doing school. But then I also thought to myself, like, I want to pursue that's the reason why i didn't take a gap year to not be behind or or mm -hmm. to not like lose my focus and mm -hmm. my focus will always be there like school is always my number one way out but at the same time i can't be in an environment where i'm not allowed to be myself mm -hmm. because every time i go home i have to be someone else like i can't tell my parents anything like i can't tell my siblings because then they'll have an attitude or my brother is this and that. And I'm just like, I want to have a home where I can just come to. You don't have a supportive home environment. Yeah. Like I need, I don't need, but I would like to have a support yeah. system. At least if I provide it for myself. I just don't want to live in an environment where I constantly feel like I'm judged mm -hmm. for who I am or what I do. Mm. And I want to be able to have my own apartment and go to school like even if i have to get more hours at least i don't have to focus on like my past quote-unquote trauma from when i was a child mm -hmm. and i just i just want to be free to be myself because i feel like that will help me to find who i am because i feel like that's what's essential to life you have to find who you are because without finding who you are how are you gonna pick your major or what you like yeah absolutely so your main priority is moving out mm -hmm. let's talk about how you're gonna get there i have to save money all right um what does that look like it means setting boundaries with my mom and my dad and my siblings because i'm usually the one who takes them out who pays for their food or anytime we go to the little stores I'm the one who pays, but I have to 
take a stop from that. Like, I have to budget myself. Um, I actually bought a notebook where, like, you just write down, like, what you spend, how much you get every two weeks, because that's how, that's when I get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of buying food every day, I have to do more of meal prep and just become more healthier instead of, like, buying a bacon, egg, and cheese every day. Because, mm. um, damn, I love those bacon, egg, and cheeses. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, but I got to put a stop to that. Not only for my health, but also for my finance. Because if I want to get somewhere, then I have to put a stop to something else. Because in the future, I'll thank myself for it. That all sounds very good. Yeah. Sounds like you have a plan. Sounds like you're driven. Mm -hmm. You're motivated and you have discipline. A couple minutes ago, you Mm -hmm. said you were, um, you called yourself lazy. Mm -hmm. And I just want to... Backtrack. I, backtrack. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like I, yeah. that self-talk. I mean, I, I know I've been hard on myself, mm-hmm. so I know how that is. And I, I feel like I don't get laziness from you. That's not what I, you know, yeah. I don't think that you're lazy. So I, why why did you call yourself lazy? I feel like I call myself lazy mostly because like when I go home, like I do what I got to do. But then like once I finish, like I sit down on my bed and... I'm like, because I'm so drained and I'm so tired, like, I'm just going to watch TV. And that's what I feel that makes me lazy. Like, if I have something to do, like, I'll get up and do it. Yeah. But it's like, if I don't have nothing to do, instead of doing something productive, I'll just watch TV. Okay, but if you don't have anything to do, Mm -hmm. watching TV is fine. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, homework-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, if I have homework Like, you shouldn't be doing homework. Yeah, like, after I do my chores or, like, run errands and whatnot, like, I should be coming home and, like, finishing my homework. But because I'm so tired, I just lay in my bed with my lights off, just watching TV instead of doing homework. Okay. And, I mean, that that sort of, there's a dissonance between, you know, if, if your goal was to, like, graduate college, mm-hmm. then that would be a problem yeah um but you were telling me that your priority is to move out mm-hmm. so it seems like the number one thing is in the works yeah like how you said it is in the works but i have to change my priority because like let's say if i move out and i have the money i have whatever and it's already like fall I'm not going to be able to continue in college if I don't do well now. So, like, yeah, I do want to move out, but I have to balance myself in a place where, like, I can save money but still do good in school so that I can, like, you know, spend, I don't know, hopefully $1,500 per month in my apartment that I'll be sharing, hopefully, with um, my boyfriend as a roommate. Mm -hmm. You want to give him a shout-out? What's his first name? Oh, it's Maceo. Macy, yeah. Um, and so we'll be paying 50 50. Um, and he'll be going to college, I'll be going to college, and we'll just support each other in what we have to do. And that's what I envision myself for this year, if not hopefully the beginning of next year. But right now, I feel like I should be holding it down in my grade so that I can continue to go to school. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do that now, then I won't be able to do it later. So what does that look like, holding down the, the grades? Tutoring. Okay. Um, I know that Seek has 
a tutoring center that's open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually I don't take that opportunity because I'm like, I already do too much. Yeah, or like, you already I do have so a lot on your plate. That like, I do have the time to go, but like, I just don't have the energy to go. That's right. the part where I call myself lazy. Mm. Um, but yeah. it's not, it's just like, you don't want to stretch yourself too thin because yeah. you don't want to be doing everything all the time which it sounds like is somewhat of a reality for Mm -hmm. you that you in order to stay in school but also keep a job yeah you have to be on all the time kind of yeah that's how I was last semester like last semester I was way worse I was working every single day and I was going to work I mean I was going to school and work yeah and I was always somewhere like I would you would never come home like if you were to come to my house and you'd be trying to find me, you would not find me there. Like, I would either be at work or school. Yeah. And I don't know how I did it. That's why I got myself into this situation with my grades. And, like, I have to have a 2.0 by the time the semester ends. Mm-hmm. Or else I can't continue in school. That's why I need to push myself to continue going to school. All the mental and emotional things that, like, that are going in my life, that's mm-hmm. what prevents me from actually projecting my capabilities and my potential into school. I'm very like grateful for um Seek because like without them like I wouldn't be here at least yeah, in yeah. general. And it was in between it was in January between the winter semester and the spring semester. I came in as well and it was like for some Seek um like event to get me back on track. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from it. And I feel like every time I learn a lot from something, something from my personal life comes in and just, like, it drifts me off. And that's where I have a problem. Like, I don't know how to balance my emotional with my, not professional, but with my academic life. The system here, just in in college, because college is a business, they want us to do homework every single day, do exactly what we have to do. And the minute we don't do it, it's like, boom, like a drastic change. Like our our grades can go from an A to probably like a C and things just go downhill. And like when you miss one class or when you miss like one assignment, it becomes a pattern. Mm-hmm. And I speak on experience and like college wants you to do that, not only for the money because they're gaining money while you're losing money, but it's also because... In the future, you're not going to be able to be hired in some big company. They're going to have probably, it could be smarter or dumber people who know how to do the job. But it's because they have that title. They went to college that Mm -hmm. they have that that title or that position. Mm -hmm. Because you can know the same thing, but you're not going to be able to have that position because you don't. Yeah. Also, in my experience, it's like, seek. I'm not going to say who, but in seek, like... Um, they're like, how do I explain it? They still treat me like if I'm, like if I'm in high school. Mm. Like they always bring my parents into it. Like, oh, you got to tell your parents this. You got to tell your parents that. But it's like, what if I was a type of student who I don't have to be because I'm over 18. Mm-hmm. But what if like, um... I don't have parents that I can like, you know, go back to, or I'm emancipated or like, you know, stuff like that. And I, I don't have 
like that type of system that worked in high school. Like, what am I gonna do then? And you know, like a lot of the times when I speak to someone, like they're like, oh, well, did you talk to your parents? Like, maybe they can help you. But it's like, I don't want that option. You know, I wanna be independent. Like I wanna be holding my own. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's just like a problem because I still feel like I'm in high school when obviously I'm in college. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about like your journey with being able to kind of push through the um, emotional distractions that you have with your mom and being able to focus mm-hmm. kind of through that and through just the distress that, that being at home brings you. How, how are you able to cope with that and, and push past it? Um, usually, like, I started writing my own book um, and how you said at the beginning of this. Um, I do write poetry or I just write in my notebook that I have. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get back to, like, writing my book mm-hmm. because, like, I do have a lot of, not fantasies, but, like, like, I just want to continue to write the novel to, like, play a story yeah. and, like, see where my creativity, like, brings me. And I kind of use that as my escape because, like, you know, with school and everything, like, you don't really touch on your creative side. Mm-hmm. So, like, me just doing art, like, I have a whole bunch of artwork in my room. And, like, sometimes I even write songs that just, like, it just takes me out of my zone. Yeah. Like, it puts me in a in a position where, like, now you have to, like, think with all of your brain and you have to think hard on what you're going to say to make whatever you're writing, like, a story so that reflects yourself. Creativity is an outlet for you to yeah. process your emotions and, and tell your story the way that you want it to be told. Yeah, or even just listening to music and just listening to every lyric that mm. comes out of the artist's, like, mouth and just like reading in between the lines, like you could tell what story they're telling Mm -hmm. and what's their emotion. And sometimes like whenever I'm feeling like kind of down, like I listen to like artists like Adele or like A Boogie or um, Billie Eilish, not anymore, but to like her old songs. Um, You don't like the new Billie Eilish songs? No. But yeah, I just listen to artists like those that like tell a story and that, like, they kind of express what I'm feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. You have a, a poem? Yeah, let me pull it out. Let me see. I should have bought a new one because I have a whole um, book full of poems. Probably next time. It's called Concert to My Mind. My mind feels like broken glass put together. And even though it functioned, I don't think it could last forever. Can someone please help me ease the pain so it could hurt less at least? Thoughts racing through my mind looking for its peace. I don't think I can be fixed. No, not in this way. I need to find a coffin where my body can lay. I'm a pile of ashes that can be blown away before you can blink. I try to keep moving, but no matter what I do, I can't seem to think. Every time I get up, I come back down. I would try anything and everything from keeping that frown. I'm hopeless, I'm broken, I'm anything but noticed. So many voices in my mind and I still can't stay focused. But one day I'll make it up there. 
I'll have everyone stare. Maybe not right now, but I'll have something that I can bear. And when I'm up there, I'll lend a hand to those who cared. Because I know life was hard and things were never fair. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. That was beautiful. Thank you, thank you. That was back, I think, during quarantine when I was home and everything was just, you know, kind of being brought down. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about psychology. You're thinking about maybe uh, looking into psychology as a major? Yeah. So initially I wanted to do nursing, mostly because I love babies and I wanted to become an OBGYN nurse practitioner so that I can like, you know, deliver babies or like do ultrasounds and whatnot and just monitor women's health because it's something that I always took interest in. But I never had experience with it and like I want to learn how to do that. And so I was trying to look like for different internships or like different like opportunities where I can have where I can like get a glimpse of it but like I never got around that mostly because like I don't know where to like really look like my family members like they do probably all of my family members are in nursing or in the medical field but like they're not in the department where I want to go into but I took a class when I was a senior and it was called AP psychology and I loved it I absolutely loved it because I took it first because like I wanted to understand the mind and I wanted to learn, I wanted to see if I could possibly understand my mom's and my dad's point of view and the way they think. But I sort of did, but I still don't understand because like I'm still in my shoes. Like if I can probably like be a psychologist outside of my shoes, then probably I could understand. But because I have, you know, experience in psychology, I want to explore that more. I want to see how far that road can take me. Like I opened, not not opened, but like I created um, a club in my school with some of my friends and it was called Real Talk. And it was like really cool. And it was during quarantine and it was really nice. Like everyone pitched in, um, it was staff members, teachers, students, parents, and it was just an outlet where we can all just talk. And because like I've done so many things like that, I think that I'd be best in psychology because I have so much like knowledge about it. And I feel like I can be successful in that field. So like, I don't want to settle myself for less. Like, yeah, I do have an interest in nursing, but I feel like maybe my place could be in psychology too. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you're saying I'm trying to figure out my parents, the way that my parents' minds work and yeah. how you kind of know and kind of don't, it, it rings true. For me, I'm studying social work right now, and yeah. yeah, you learn a lot about how the mind works, but you still don't really know yeah. a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the things. You know, yeah. nobody can be completely explained by by words. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, I don't yeah. know if that's true. Can they? Do you think people can be explained by words? No, I mean, well, not only. I feel like also by drawings, because mm -hmm. maybe, um, like I used to use drawing as an outlet, but like also like people that I know. Like, they used to draw pictures of what they feel, and I was like, damn, I was moved by that. Yeah, so I feel like words, poems, songs, raps, singing, dancing, drawing, anything could show. Like, even working. Because if you're a workaholic, that can just show that you're dealing with something, 
and you just want to focus on your work, just honing into that. Or maybe you just like to work. Yeah. I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, my dad, he's a workaholic, but he does it to support us. Mm. But back to psychology, like, my friends have always, like, come up to me and be like, oh, like, what do you think of X, Y, and Z? And I would be like, oh, I think that you should do this. But I would suggest instead of telling them, because, like, if you tell them and then they come back to you and be like, oh, that was the wrong move. Or, like, yeah. maybe this. There's you know? a balance and a dance that I'm, you know, I'm learning how to do. Yeah. Right now, talking to you, you know, you're you're one of my clients is the mm-hmm. clinical term for it. Yeah. Um, really, this is my first year doing this. And so you're one of my first really big experiences actually yeah. being in the clinical field. Mm-hmm. And talking to you, I do find myself sometimes I catch myself being like, oh, you should. I'm like, Chris, yeah, take a step back. (laughs) You don't know Mariani's life the way that Mariani knows her life. Mm -hmm. And you don't have the answers for Mariani. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't have the answers for you. You have to have the answers for yourself. And then it's like this relationship of of me trying to help you not help. Help is like a taboo word, but work with you to Mm -hmm. to find some sort of uh direction i guess i don't know i don't know sometimes it changes every session you know it doesn't always need to be yeah because when we talk about like our sessions everything like it could be one week about my personal life another week something new happens and yeah right but yeah i usually try to suggest instead of like telling them because like you always have to give someone options of what they should do so that they can find it within themselves yeah. to make the right choice. Yes, yes. Because everyone's unique, and I feel like, yeah, you can put options on the table, but at the end of the day, you can't, like, I don't know how that saying goes, but you can help a horse get to the to the lake or whatever, but oh, you can't yeah, you, make it drink water. Yeah. Yeah. You can feed a mouse a cookie. Yeah. That's not But it. you can't make it eat. Put the options on the table, let them pick. Mm-hmm. I thought that I hated Lehman, like, cause I have, I had no friends. I had no like social life here. It was all about school. And I really dislike that because I'm a very social person. Mm-hmm. But like now in the spring semester, like I started finding quote unquote, like hope. Mm. Yeah. Hope is good. We yeah, love hope. That's a good note to end mm-hmm. on. Let's, let's, uh, why don't you say just like another couple sentences about the hope? I'd just say stay true to yourself and don't let no one tell you different about yourself. Like always know who you are, trust your gut. That's a big one. Trust your gut and do what you feel like is right because no one knows you better than you. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Do you have anything to promote? Oh, yes. My hair business. Um, I do hair. And I started when I was like in seventh grade doing hair. If you guys ever want to like, you know, reach out and want me to do your hair, you can just go on Instagram and it's truly touched underscore by Mari, M-A-R-I. You have any shout outs you want to give? Oh, uh, just to my boyfriend. He's a really good support supporter. He always supports everything that I do. And yeah. Mariani, thank you so much for taking the time of course, out of your day. Of course. To contribute to Seek the Podcast. It was a pleasure. All right. It was a pleasure for me, too. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a reminder to check in with your Seek counselor 
and visit the Seek office, which is located in room 527 on the second floor of Schuster Hall. Thanks again. Yo!